Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The law amid lawlessness. Given the national outrage following the unconscionable Hamas attack on Israel that really caught a normally vigilant Israel defense forces off guard. Add to that the fact that Hamas continues to harass Israel with rockets launched at Israeli territory till the moment of this writing. Israel could have sent its tanks rolling into Gaza, pulverizing every structure believed to be enemy hideout, and dismissed protests of deaths brought to Palestinians living in the zone as regrettable collateral damage. It has not done so, although, on the horizon, at the border with Gaza, there looms the long line of tanks and assembled troops ready for the armed incursion into the Strip. There are tactical considerations, foremost among these, the Hamas know the terrain very well and are not above ground but in a labyrinth of tunnels beneath Gaza running all the way, or so it is reported, to Egypt. But we are told by reports that Israel has acquired the military technology capable of detecting tunnels. So it seems that what is holding Israel back, or at least tempering what would otherwise be unrestrained pummeling, is the consideration of international humanitarian law. Many Palestinians have suffered, and the evacuation order alone has caused untold misery for thousands of Palestinians who do not identify with Hamas and have no sympathy for them. Paragraph 3 of Article I of the First Protocol to the Geneva Conventions, the second paragraph reads, In cases not covered by this protocol or by other international agreements, civilians and combatants remain under the protection and authority of the principles of international law derived from established custom, or from the principles of humanity and from the dictates of public conscience. It is remarkable with what breadth the provision refers to the sources of guarantees and obligations including an appeal to public conscience, which is a bold assertion that there is indeed a public conscience notwithstanding the fact that parties to an acrimonious conflict may make conflicting claims about being in the right. The Palestinians complain that they are being targeted, and obviously, many throughout the world have picked up the refrain and taken to the streets to protest against Israel, which is strange, to my mind, considering that Israel was first victimized, and atrociously. True, it had dragged its tail about recognizing Palestinian statehood, but the fact is that the Palestinian government of Mahmoud Abbas had very little to do with affairs in Gaza. For the Israeli Defense Force, a hospital from which rockets are launched into Israel is a military target, as is a school from which offensive ordnance comes. While Israel is not a party to the Rome Statute, many of its provisions are enunciative of general principles of international humanitarian law, Going back to the jurisprudence of the military tribunals established after the Second World War, the tribunals created by the Security Council to deal with the war crimes in the territory of the former Yugoslavia and to the conflict in Rwanda. Protocol 1 to the Geneva Conventions broadens the concept of international armed conflict to include not only war, declared or not, between states but also wars fought by groups resisting occupation, colonization or oppression. For the war crime of attacking civilians to be committed, the elements of crimes that is part of the Rome Statute enumerates five elements. First, that the perpetrator directed an attack. Second, the object of the attack is a civilian population as such or individual civilians not taking direct part in the hostilities. Third, the perpetrator intended the civilian population as such or individual civilians not taking direct part in the hostilities to be the object of the attack. Fourth, the conduct took place in the context of and was associated with an international armed conflict. And fifth, the perpetrator was aware of factual circumstances that established the existence of an armed conflict. Clearly, this gives Israel plenty of maneuvering space within the confines of the law, 
and most telling is the mens rea requirement, which is that the attackers must have intended to kill or maim civilians to be guilty of a war crime. The point, of course, is not to look for legal pretexts for the victimization of civilians, but at the same time to acknowledge the harsh reality that Hamas has embedded itself amid civilian communities and establishments from which it has launched its attacks against Israel. What remains a gray area is the exact legal relation between Hamas and Palestine. With Hamas making it an express article of its credo that Israel should not exist, that makes it all the more necessary for Palestine to distance itself from Hamas, for the solution to which the world looks as a two-state solution, whether Israel is willing or not. What the present conflict makes starkly clear in regard to the United Nations is how crippled an otherwise powerful assembly of the world states is because of structural infirmities, such as the power of privileged states to veto effective measures of the Security Council. For now, it is best to confine the theater of war, and to see to it that those itching to join in the fray do not do so. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has been shuttling through the different countries of the Middle East that have their fingers dangerously poised over the proverbial red button, and while this is admirable, it would be so much the better for the development of international law as well as the strengthening of its institutions for the UN to be more aggressively, conspicuously and effectively engaged in these negotiations. Rani underscore Aquino at sanbeta.edu.ph Rani underscore Aquino at csu.edu.ph Rani underscore Aquino at outlook.com